today. It's H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode. And I would just like to say thank you for being here. Okay, let's get into the topic. So I made this title because not only I just wanted to be selfish to talk about whatever I want, but I wanted to um, just add a little bit of fun in this season because I haven't had a chance to just um, rant like I usually do about um, nonsense. And I, I think that this is an important title because... Um, this happened recently that I I got addicted to a game in, in like a week. And it was crazy how fast it happened. And I was thinking to myself, man, I, I need to I need to do an episode about this, about how much chess compares to other video games, <clears throat> other sports and just different things. It, it compares to life. It compares to anything, pretty much. But I just want to talk specifically about video games and sports. So, hey, hopefully you enjoy this. Um, I'm going to enjoy this a lot because I could just be a free spirit as H1 and and do whatever I want and, and grab the power by the cojones. <laughs> but... Yeah, let's learn about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. And you know, the Instagram is always H1 Chess. The Facebook group is Chess Knowledge with H1, which I will be post. I've been posting some chess news on there. Um, like, I'm not going to say every day yet, but every once in a while, I'll be posting stuff on there. Um, I, I am going to do more with the Facebook group. And my YouTube is Chess Knowledge with H1. I will be starting today posting on youtube every single day educational stuff in the things that is going around the world today like there's a tournament called the the fide cup the fide world cup 2021 just in case um anybody's listening to this in the future we're in 2021 right now so if you're listening to this and it's 2025 that's pretty dope because that's what i wanted you know what i mean a h1 but um yeah yeah that tournament is pretty cool it's like a 206 player tournament and and all these grandmasters, some top elite grandmasters just got knocked out all of a sudden. It's pretty dope. I would watch it if I was you, but you know, I can't force you. <clears throat> but if I make if I was you and I was making a decision, I would go to H1's page or YouTube channel and I would look at a video just to see if I like it, just to get the flavor. And then if I like it, then I like the video and subscribe and then if you don't like it don't hit the dislike button h1 doesn't like that and you're just giving the bad behavior attention not that i'm bad behavior but you're just giving unknown un, you're just giving attention that isn't even like um that isn't even warranted so don't don't write a bad comment you know don't do that if you don't like it just go away just like if you don't like this podcast, just go away. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, honestly, because uh, I know that I'm giving the best value here of chess knowledge, chess was of chess understanding, and um, yeah, I, I like I like rocking with y'all. So let's get ready for this next segment, talking about um, three points of how chess compares to video games in in some sports. Okay, okay, cool. Peace. I'll see you in the next segment.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's get started. So I, I came up with this idea about how chess compares to video games and sports, not because not only that this compares to um, a lot of people's hobbies, because there's a lot of people that watch football, there's a lot of people that watch basketball, golf, um, watch esports, watch um, Modern Warfare, um, Super Smash Brothers. What's another game? What's another competitive Tekken, Street Fighter, all these games in sports. And I just wanted to compare to everybody and just show you just three ways how chess compares to all these things. And I know there is more ways and I might bring this subject back up in future episodes. But I just wanted to end this off with a banger relating to every single person, because First of all, I want you to know more about me a little bit, and I want to talk about what your interests are. So let's let's start with how I got addicted to this game all of a sudden in like a week. And this game was crazy. It's only twenty dollars too. And, and let me let me tell you about my video game history. As I grew up as a young man, P money not only beat me in chess <laughs> TTC Topher TC not only was better than me in music and all this other stuff and rapping you know like the song that you heard but they was better than me in every single video game as a young boy and I used to hate that they was better than me in all these different games that I didn't know how to even play I, I didn't I wasn't even old enough to hold the controller in my hands completely. And this started at like six years old. I was playing video games at a really young age. And then after a while, I started getting really good at video games. I I remember the first game I had was this, uh, the first serious game that I was getting like some cohesion going on was this GameCube. It was a GameCube game and it was called WrestleMania 1998 or 1999. It was one of those. And I got really good at reversals and grappling and things of that nature, how to defeat people and and so on and so on. And I got good at that. Um, At an older age, I started playing more RPG games like Final Fantasy and um, Kingdom Hearts. I never really finished Kingdom Hearts, but I just want to put it on there. Chrono Trigger. I played mostly all the Final Fantasies, um, seven, eight. I, I recently beat 10, I beat 12, 13, and 3. I beat Final Fantasy 3. The, the Final Fantasy 3 was weird because I beat that in high school because I had the emulator on my phone. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you that, but I, I beat I beat all those Final Fantasies, and I got really into RPG games. I beat the Nintendo 64 game, a Mario. It was, it was a 3D Mario game. I beat on a Nintendo 64. It was the hard one where you had to like 
um, grab Bowser's tail and you have to like wrap it around and you wrap it around so much where you threw um, Bowser to the edge and things of that nature. And that's how you defeat the last boss because you have to have enough stars and things of that nature. So I grew up playing video games a lot. I played Soul Calibur, Tekken. I don't, uh, do I need to speak about this a lot more? Okay. <clears throat> that's, that's it. And so, um, as I played video games, I still have those tendencies to get addicted, like, really badly. There's been nights where I've just played video games, and I only had, like, two two hours of sleep going into work. Not recently, but back then, that's how it was, going to school. It's finishing up an RPG game. And that's just my nature, is to complete things. <laughs> Especially things that I'm interested in. Um... So when I when I found this game, which made me get on this topic, it's called Knockout City. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's this fun dodgeball game where you get to you get to capture the ball and hit people with it and play with teammates, which I played with P Money and he was good at it. So that just made me be competitive again, like always, like like we used to be. And yeah, I, I got on it and I, I just couldn't stop. It was nonstop. It was crazy. My wife was just looking at me like this insane person because she never seen this side. Well, she's seen it once before, but yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It's different trying to play video games with a kid too. (laughs) I can tell you that. But when I was playing it the last day, first of all, I decided, hey, I I need to, nah, I need to cut that out because I got bigger things that I want to do. And second of all, I only have a Nintendo Switch, and the only games that I have on a Nintendo Switch is Breath of the Wild, uh, Mario Party, Ze- um, yeah, Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, that cooking game, uh, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XII, what, what other game? I got a lot of games. I got Mario Kart, yeah, all those games, right? And I only got a Nintendo Switch. And I used to tell my friends all the time, like, I, I can't get a PS4. I cannot get a PS5. And they'd be like, why can't you? Like, you, you clearly could. Like, come on, what are you talking about? And I was like, if I got those systems, I I wouldn't be able to do YouTube videos. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, okay, I understand that. And that's why I only have a Nintendo Switch. I cannot buy any other systems until this is blown up and this doing these episodes is pretty much like a video game and how addicted I get is probably the reason why I was able to practice and be as good as I am which I could be better but but be as good as I am and um and chess is it probably contributes to that and while I was playing knockout city I thought I thought of these three things that um, really helps out in pretty much every sport and every video game. So let's talk about this right quick. First of all, I would just like to say that um, um, if you play video games, that's cool. Uh, if you watch sports, I don't care. It's cool too. I watch football. I'm not a not a big basketball person. I know who LeBron James is. I, I know the main people. Don't be playing. I'm not a. I don't watch hockey. Others, yeah, I'm just a football person, and I'm not, and I don't mean soccer. I mean like, yeah, football. 
Um, yeah, let, let's get into the first step right quick. The first point that I want to make. So I talked about my original episodes a lot and overwhelming your opponent is like the key to everything, to everything. And I know I had an episode a while back talking about the most important thing in chess. And I talk about how overwhelming your opponent with peace activity is like the best thing you can do to your opponent because the more problems you give them with peace activity um the like the pressure you put on your opponent so that they can crack and mess up and you can take advantage of it and that's the exact same thing with other video games i was watching my brother he he has a youtube channel and i was watching him play tekken and i was like well he probably wouldn't have got those like combos off if he wasn't pressuring his opponent in like a certain way and each game, each sport has that kind of um, has that rule in mind to try to pressure their opponent as much as possible with aggressive play. Because if you're not just if you're not like trying to go after your opponent and you're just playing passive and de- defensive, nobody likes to play passive and defensive. I mean, there's some people do. I'm pretty sure it's like one percent of people that likes to play like that. But no, you want to attack your opponent and make sure that they crack under pressure and lose on time and make them think and they should be sweating after your game. And that's the exact same thing with chess. So I was like, oh, snap. So I should play more like that in Knockout City. So that's what I did. I started going after my opponents. And yeah, and just like in chess, you mess up like you. Like, for example, if you're playing a chess game and your opponent castles, you can't just start pushing up all the pawns in front of you. You can't just pawn storm your opponent with all the pawns without getting your king safe, which I have did that before <laughs> in my past years of playing chess. You can't just get an attack off in every position. And that's like a key thing that I've learned and appreciated that kind of like helps me stay at the level that I am now. And that's kind of how other video games is too. The position leads to that. If you have a superior position, then you have it. And just like in Super Smash Brothers, and I I, I think that I'm pretty good at that. I'm not going to lie. Um I, I'm decent. When when the um when the character's off the stage, then the person that's on the stage have the advantage. And when you have that superior advantage, that's when you're supposed to be more aggressive, making sure that they do not get back on the stage at all. And if you don't know about any of these games, just look at the gameplay. It's all on YouTube. All these games is on YouTube. And it's pretty fascinating how much strategy is in these games. But when when you have a superior position, just like in chess, you take that opportunity to attack your opponent. And yeah, that's that was a pretty cool idea that I... Um, and I was thinking about, I was like, okay, okay, I can put that in everything. Cool. What's the next, what's the next point? And so I was thinking about something else and I was thinking about, oh snap, um, in Knockout City, this happened where I was um, facing like 1v1 in in dodgeball. And when the time goes off, uh, goes out, there's this like circle, this purple circle where you have to be inside the circle because if you go outside of the circle, then you you get you'll get hurt. 
And so you have to stay inside the circle so you don't get hurt, but you still have to face off against your opponent. And what happens is you get so nervous at that moment where you're catching the ball and then you're trying to hit them and then you're still trying to be strategic and your opponent might hold the ball and they then they might trick you up and get one hit off and then you're done. And every game has it. Every sport has it. Like in football, you have that last quarter, right? That last quarter, those last few minutes, and you might have equal amount of points, right? In football, you might have equal amount of points. And so what each point wants or needs is probably that, that field, that, um, that field goal or like just one touchdown. That's all they need. And if they play the right plays to pressure their opponent and that, in that end game, then it's going to be awesome. It's going to be dope because you can just like, you don't ever have to try that hard anymore after you get that point. If you just have like a couple minutes, well, not try that hard because you still want to be, um, pretty, um, pretty alert, but you get to like, let your opponent do the damage instead of letting, uh, instead of you still, um, proven stuff still at the end game. But anyway, man, my football skills. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, another example, let's say you're playing like Tekken or street fighter and you're on the last round, right? And and they play differently in the last round. They, they're the more like safe with their moves or they're more passive, uh, uh, not being as dangerous as they was. And they're just looking for openings because it's the last round and they do not want to screw it up. Just like in chess. Let me bring it back. We have three phases of the, uh, of the chess game. It's the opening, the middle game, and the end game. The end game... It's the most important phase of the chess game. You know why it's the most important phase? Because you have to learn how to finish a game. Even for grandmasters, if you're facing a strong opponent, you have to learn how to end the game. Because if you're facing a grandmaster and you're not a grandmaster, even if you're up in exchange, if you're not playing the best moves in that end game, you will surely lose. <laughs> you will lose so badly. It would be insane. And you'll be like crying to your mama and be like, oh, snap. I lost the game and I could have defeated my first grandmaster. But nope, they they beat me in the end game. So this is my tip. If, if you are like trying to learn the end game and you're trying to get better at it. And Yasser Sarawan taught me this without him even knowing. It was from one of his old YouTube videos. He said that another grandmaster told him that they just he just studied end games. Then Yasser Sarawan said, "Why do you just study end games?" And he said that it's basically like um, just paraphrasing. It's it's a cheat sheet to the end game, and it's a. And just to explain that, it's a cheat sheet to the end game because most end games usually go to rook pawn endings, um, rook versus rook endings. It's normally that type of ending. I don't know what percentage it is, but just think about it. Think about all the games that you have played. What ending did you usually get? Was the rook still on the board when you had an end game? 
Exactly. So if you study just rook endings, you have like a, I don't know what percentage, but based off of my games that I've played, and I've played a lot if you've been on my lead chess, um, it's D-A-V-A-U-N-1-2. One, one, um, most of my end games, if I knew my rook, like rook uh, end games a lot, I would probably be pretty good 75% of the time. Especially if I was in a losing position in a rook ending. I should know that and I should be able to get a draw easily. And if I'm in a winning position, I should win those. Especially if I studied rook endings. You should know all of the rook endings. How to stop two pawns. Um, two pawns against a rook. How to do the Philidor um, position. Or the um, or what to do if the pawn is at the edge. And the king is in front of the pawn, and your rook is behind the pawn. Like what to do, and just several different positions of rook endings. You should know it. You should know how to promote a rook. I mean, you should know how to promote a pawn with a rook king against a against a king rook. There's so many rook endings. It's insane. Steinitz have studied it. There's so many books on it because it's it's a crucial part of chess. And if you just know that, it's kind of like a cheat code to end games and you will and you will win like 80 percent of your end games because you know that so there you go a, a good tip for you you can just go on youtube or go to my patreon and just be like man i want to learn rook end games and i'll be like okay dope let me put a video out <laughs> okay <clears throat> last one that i was thinking about adapting I had a I had an episode. I was gonna say video, but nah, these these aren't videos. These are episodes. I had an episode a long time ago, and I thought it was a pretty good episode, but it didn't get that it didn't get that much um listening time. But it, it was called adapting, and I'm I'm just gonna go over this again. But adapting is really important in chess, like really important to adapt to a situation because there are some people that attack you straight out of the opening and you have to adapt to that situation and then some people don't even realize that when you hit the middle game which the middle game is basically when the party starts happening or when um your opponent starts attacking using forcing moves of the position and some people like to put the middle game as as if the rooks are connected um it can even be before that in my interpretation like, but the middle game starting could be like, that's just my interpretation of when the middle game starts. But when the middle game starts, you have to adapt. You have to pause, wait a minute and adapt to that situation. Because if you don't adapt to your opponent's moves and look at what their plans are and then counterattack them, then you're not going to like do the do the most accurate moves. And the point of chess is to make sure that you know your plan and make sure that, most importantly, you know your opponent's plan. And guess what? That's the exact same thing with video games and sports. Sports, I know that they watch their opponents before the game. They know their strategy. They know what they are going to do before they get together and play their game. And that's the exact same thing with competitive video games, too. 
adapting is a is a good part. There is one Super Smash Brothers tournament I was looking at on YouTube, and this guy they they get three matches, and this guy lost one. Let's say guy one lost one because I I just I can't remember their names. Guy two beat guy one once, and they have to play um, one more game. If if guy two beats guy one in one more round, then he wins. But guy one adapted to the scenario much more quickly, and guy one beat guy two in two more matches. Flawless victory in two more matches. And it was insane because guy one adapted, didn't sulk about the first loss, but adapted to the situation and got the dub at the end. Because you might have won the battle, but in chess, we we all about winning the war, baby. (laughs) I always wanted to say that expression. So in, in chess, you really have to think fast on your feet to adapt to a situation, especially when things get tactical and then you have to know when things aren't tactical anymore and you have to be more strategic. In fighting games, you have to be adapting like every single hit. Like every time somebody hits you, you need to know why they got that hit off and be adapting on that. Um, and sports is like that too. Um, a lot of sports is like that. I'm pretty sure rugby is like that. Um, and, and don't be like shaming me for the lack of sports that I know. But... Hey, yeah, I was never a sports person, clearly. I was never cool in high school, clearly. But, hey, I'm H1 now with a wife and and a kid, so I got to be cool now. But those are the three things that I was thinking about that I just wanted to share with y'all to get y'all opinion on. If y'all want to talk about this even more with the reviews and texting me on instagram which y'all know this but you know you know i i I know y'all be shy a little bit sometimes i know you be shy that's why i'm talking to you right now with that with that h1 asmr voice (laughs) yeah (laughs) i didn't have to do that last year but yeah that's that's all i got cool peace uh next segment When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So hopefully, hopefully you follow me after this season because we went over a lot of stuff, a lot of bangers, and it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun that I got this opportunity to be with you, to talk to you, to be in your car, your speaker, your living room, your earbuds. I was there always trying to share chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. And 
I will be doing one more episode next week, but it, it's it's an update I will be doing. It's it's going to be an H one update about stuff because I don't have a specific date yet of when the next season is going to start, which it's probably going to be two months than than one month. I, I should have said that in the update, but I didn't want to be stingy about it and make you freak out and wait one week just to get that information. But I will be going over some things that I've been doing lately. Um, and it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be it's going to be fun because I'm really excited about um, about everything that I've been thinking about the, the past few months and of how far um, we all got with this podcast in just a year, which that one year anniversary is here. have to drink some water but I'm 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 happy I did this I was commendable I was consistent and I was here with you and we had like 44 42 dang episodes that is insane talking about chess knowledge chess wisdom chess understanding Just thinking about that just warms my heart. But uh, I would just like to say I will be doing an update next week. If you want to stay notified, then please follow. If you're on Apple, Spotify, any other platform that you're listening to this, please follow so that you can stay notified about the update. And like the updates apply to everybody, not just a certain amount of people. I want you to all be informed about my next drop of, of anything. You know, I just want you to be informed about it. So thank you for being with me on this season. Season five will start a little bit later. I appreciate all of you who have been with me since season one, season two, season three, or even if you started on season four, I'm happy that you've been here with me on this journey. Thank you so much. H1 is out. Peace.